My name is Nicole Baron, and you're listening to The Woo Woo Report, a weekly podcast where we celebrate the woo woo lifestyle and dig deeper to get our mystical questions answered. Currently sitting and recording in a cloud of eucalyptus essential oil trying to not get sick like everyone else. I'm Nicole Baron, and you're listening to The Woo Woo Report, which hopefully you already know. This week's episode, I'm going to be talking to Sierra of Crafty Cake, which is an online store that she owns that has essential oils and smudging kits and a lot of fun stuff like that. Like everyone is obsessed with essential oils. I am too. I don't think it's to the degree that a lot of others are. I pretty much use like roller balls, a diffuser, and put them in my bath. I know some people put them in water. I heard some other kind of woo-woo thing with them. And I'm pretty sure it was something Gwyneth Paltrow, as always, does with essential oils. But now it's totally spacing me. But I'm a big fan I'm not a fan of what most of the diffusers look like. I had one that was plastic. It was a gift. It worked well, but it's just the plastic smell. You could smell the plastic toxins. And if anyone else owns this little white plastic one, I feel like you'll realize it after about six months. Anyway, so looking for essential oil diffusers. I wanted an automatic one that had different settings and timers. I didn't want the big colorful rainbow light thing that you can get with a lot of them. And I didn't want just one of the wooden ones. I finally found one that is not hideous in my opinion. Really beautiful. Even to the point where my husband saw it. He's like, what is this? This is really nice looking. I told him it was an oil diffuser and he could not believe it. So I will link that so you can check that one out. And if anyone else owns it and for some reason you've had problems with it, don't let me know because I'm on a pretty, pretty high note with this one. So let's get into this week's episode and get to chatting with Sierra from Crafty Cake. Hey guys, I am joined with Sierra right now, and her and I actually started talking on Instagram through, it was your personal account first, and then through your business account. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and how you started? Okay, so my name is Sierra, like Nicole said, I run a shop called Crafty Cake, and I kind of started as just self-care products for myself. I got like really obsessed with like lush bath bombs <laughs> and I started just making my own and I got more into natural wellness. I shifted everything to be more more natural ingredients and essential oil-based products and everything. So I kind of got away from the bath bombs as the business evolved and now I'm more in um, crystal infused oils, milk baths, and uh, floral sage bouquets. So those are our main products right now. So milk baths, like the powder milk baths, correct? Like those. Mm-hmm. So I remember 
the first time I heard about milk baths was actual, not powder form, but my friend who's Egyptian was telling me that Cleopatra started the milk bath, apparently, like sure, yes. the Egyptians, but it was known for Cleopatra. She had these really luscious, sort of extravagant milk baths. And I've seen, you know, all the different recipes online. She made it this way. No, it was made this way. Do you have, what recipe do you know? Like, do you know offhand the supposed famous Cleopatra milk bath? Yeah. So the Cleopatra milk bath were, you know, mostly the milk and then, because milk is actually, people don't usually know, but it's actually exfoliating to the skin. Um, So it leaves your skin very like soft and hydrated. So that's the idea. And then I add to mine, I add essential oils. So I started doing this thing. I call it moon bath. Started doing this thing where every month I would theme my milk bath around that moon. So like for uh, the strawberry moon, I would have a strawberry milk bath and put like drops dried strawberries and pink flowers, pink roses along in with the, with the milk bath. And I do like more of a fruit oil, essential oil added to those ones. So yeah, each one was themed around a different moon and then just based on the traditional Cleopatra milk bath. Do you use regular cow's milk or I use goat's milk, I think, because I did it. The first one I took was the night before my wedding. I was mm-hmm. told to, to do mm-hmm. that. It was goat's milk. And I've seen both forms of like powder. I prefer goat's milk as well. But you can also do, because I do have a lot of like customers that are vegan. So oh, um, I, I do have a powdered coconut milk as well. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because I did one with powdered rice milk and it was not the best. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't recommend the rice milk as much because it's starchy. <laughs> It'll leave you like sticky kind of, you know? Yeah. It was just sort of... It, it just looked really sad. Like in, in the powder form, it was so pretty. And then I went there, I'm like, what is this weird sort of clumpy, like, me of, like if you don't mix malto meal correctly and you get those like oh, crumbs in it and you're like, oh, this is not. Yeah, exactly. Not well, and then the other thing is like, so that's one of the reasons I got away from like doing the bath bomb stuff is traditionally you put cornstarch in bath bombs. And that's kind of what holds them together. There are other recipes, but that's like the traditional way to do it. And I think anything starchy, so rice, corn, is not good for your body, for women at least. (laughs) So kind of gotten away from doing that. Mine are more based with the milk powder, Epsom salts, essential oils, and natural herbs and florals. So everything that's good for your body and nothing that isn't. (laughs) Epsom salt is just the best I think I have so many bags of different kinds in my in my closet me too I'm like I collect them basically (laughs) yeah yeah they're just it just you always feel so much especially if you're sick it's just the best thing and hangovers I've actually started um, adding the Epsom salts to my smudge sprays as well and the magnesium in them is is supposed to be good for you for your immune system Mm -hmm. and um, it's kind of like just an energy burst. Yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people are deficient in magnesium and they don't realize it. 
And yeah, that's true. Actually, maybe. I learned that from my friend has uh, Lyme and her oh, wow. doctor had recommended magnesium sprays and baths. So I originally started making them that way for her. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Okay. So you, you do these crystal infused essential oil roller balls. I actually mm-hmm. have one that you sent me. Yeah. It smells really good and it's really, really pretty. <laughs> what got you into you know, creating these and what are the unique benefits of having the crystals in the essential oil roll balls? So I've always like really loved aromatherapy. Um, my mom was like really into like her eucalyptus and peppermint oils growing up. So it's kind of like a very like nostalgic thing to me. But I started using, getting re- really into like making the different blends and diffusing them and uh, making my own blends for rollers. And then it sort of, again, just started as a thing I made for myself. I was like, you know what? I need a roller that will be like good for grounding and balancing emotions because I'm a Pisces. (laughs) And and so I was like, huh, that's interesting. I could make these for all the different Zodiac signs. And so I started kind of playing with, you know, the different blends for the different signs. And then I was like, you know, it would be really cool is if I start adding crystals to these that complement the signs of the uh, personalities of the Zodiac as well. So I've been making blends, like for example, the one I made you, it has, so you're a Leo sun, right? So it has citrine and sweet orange to enhance like that radiant soul of Leo and to attract abundance. Sweet orange is my favorite, by the way. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, it's like my favorite essential oil besides like it's lavender. It's so like uplifting. Yeah, it really yeah. does. It's just, it's it's so happy. It makes me so happy smelling it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then for the one that I made you, so that's more custom because it has your sun, moon, and rising signs as a blend. The ones that I sell on my site are individual. So I do a pack where you can get separated ones for your sun, moon, and rising. But yours is combined. So it also has blue uh, blue lace agate and holy basil for your Gemini moon to ease anxieties and help you stay balanced and stable. And then it has amethyst and bergamot for your Pisces rising to enhance psychic abilities and promote self-love. So it's kind of a cool like everyday use oil. Yeah, I really like it. I actually just put some on earlier. And it's so pretty. I like the bottle and the little gold labels and, you know, we'll Thank you. make sure that you uh, tell everyone your handles and sites at the end of this so they can find all this stuff. I'm so, huge into packaging. So like all that stuff, with a lot of love I'm a sucker for, packaging. yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker for packaging. It just, <laughs> I'm visually, I'm a visual person. So if I see it, it's, it's a hit or miss. People can tell me about a product. You'd be like, this is amazing. I'm like, but it's ugly. I don't want it. Get rid of it. Light it <laughs> exactly. But I don't want to carry that around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. cool. No one's ever going to see it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so essential oils are, I feel like, everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. The two ones I see all the time are doTERRA, and then there's another one, and I remember the name of it like young living or something like that that's it young living yeah. I was like it kind of sounds like a Christian like mega church um, <laughs> it 
totally. So that's kind of on point. (laughs) So I, I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, everyone says, well, this one's pure and this one's pure, but either way, essentially, it doesn't matter. It could be the essential oils, you know, they sell it, Vons, but essential oils, Mm -hmm. I feel like are everywhere. Why do Mm -hmm. you think, or maybe, you know, because I use them, but I haven't done this whole like deep dive into like the history of essential oils because I'm sure it dates back to the dawn of time. Why do you think or what do you know of why it exploded all of a sudden into literally everyone's lives? That is a loaded question. I think there's definitely a lot of reasons that like the entire appeal of natural wellness and like spiritual practice have um, come into the mainstream. But mostly I think that people are like really looking at the systems that we've had in place for a long time and going, okay, this isn't working for me. And they're, you know, looking into more like natural and preventative healing practices. And aromatherapy is just like you said, it's age old. Like you probably know someone that has been practicing aromatherapy for a long time, but it's gotten so popular, I think in part because of like those companies like doTERRA, Young Living that are sort of like what do they call it? MLM, like marketing systems or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think they have made it really popular among like, I I don't know, you know, that crowd (laughs) tends to kind of like blow things up. But as far as the whole like pure versus not pure and all that stuff, some people are like diehard doTERRA or Young Living because they have actually, from what I understand, they have licensed and branded or like copyrighted the term therapeutic grade so they can use that term and they can say oh our oils are the only ones that are therapeutic grade and so like that it's not necessarily that they're the only ones that are pure it's just that they're the only ones that can use that term because they own it (laughs) It's like the USDA organic. If it doesn't have that, that's the only one certified with the USDA, but literally any company can make up a fake organic logo and put it on their box. And that doesn't mean it's actually organic. It just means according to their idea of organic. Exactly. Wow. And there's no like, cool. there's no like cool. FDA for beauty products or yeah. for like oils or anything like that. So there's no like standardized rules about what can go in them and what can't. So like, you know, those oils that you'll see at like, I don't know, like Marshall's and TJ Maxx and stuff, you want to be really careful to look at the ingredients of those because usually there Mm -hmm. is a lot of filler and random other oils, some harmful chemicals sometimes. So you want to make sure that the oils you're using are pure and most essential oils, you want to make sure you're diluting with, um, I mean, my favorite is fractionated coconut oil. I feel like that, if there's one other one too, though, right? There's the coconut island. That I feel like what's is it? Cat, not castor. Is it castor? No. Uh, I don't really recommend using castor. I well, I just personally don't like it. it but I use I, there's also like jojoba and almond is amazing. Yeah, I love almond okay. and also um, apricot kernel oil is really good too. Ooh, yeah, I used to use that too. I use actually during my pregnancy, I use almond and the apricot one all over like my body is a moisturizer and I know that stretch marks are I guess hereditary from what I've been told but I didn't get any Mm. stretch marks and I don't know if it's because of the oils I'm just gonna say it is because (laughs) I don't know what else to chalk it up to because my stomach was insanely huge by the end of that pregnancy but those oils are fantastic (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm sure they help. You know, if your skin is moisturized and more like supple, then it just, you know, it'll stretch easier. So <laughs> it is hereditary whether or not you're like apt to getting them. But I yeah. think, yeah, definitely using oils and butters can't help or can't hurt. I mean, <laughs> okay. So the essential oils, so when you pick the essential oils to go into the rollers you make, and I guess more specifically, because, you know, I love astrology, uh, the mm-hmm. Zodiac ones, mm-hmm. how do you, do you base, because you talk about your sign and your your friends, I'm sure, influence your family, did you kind of base it on them and knowing their personalities? Do you go more by the books of the personalities uh, for the Zodiac signs? Like, how do you pick mm-hmm. out the right oil for each sign? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. So I'm I'm very into astrology. I like love reading people's charts and studying like the archetypal energies associated with each of the signs. So I kind of like just automatically know like what the personality types are and like what the archetypes are like. I started making my own oil blends and rollers. I was I was like thinking like I said about like a Pisces roller and I was like, Oh, I need one for emotional balance and grounding. It's like Pisces medicine basically. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I'll, I'll look at each, I have this book that kind of goes through each of the oils and tells you what emotions are associated with each oil. So I'll go through there and I'll, I'll write down the, the energies of the Zodiac signs and then I'll match them to the like emotions that I want it to trigger. Basically. um, Do you think because, you know, every the different elements have you found any i guess quarterly things that you notice more in air signs or fire signs or earth signs like as far for oils or yeah like do you find that the fire signs need more because i love you know the the citrusy smells and things like that do you feel Definitely. like that's something completely among the fire signs or what I have noticed is more of fire signs match up with uplifting, vibrant scents like citrus, like you're saying, like lemongrass, mm-hmm. citrus, things like that. And then for the air signs, I really like herbal oils. So like uh, basil, rosemary, they're just naturally more earthy. The smell is earthy and the um, mm-hmm. they line up with the, the emotions that are triggered for air signs. And then for Water signs, I like floral, like lavender, ylang-ylang. I love lavender. I feel like lavender. I think I go through lavender more than any other essential oil. It really is like an all-purpose oil, too. It's good for so many things. It really is. I even use it on my son when he'll put it in his bath and stuff, when he's kind of having a Looney Tunes day and there's just a little Tasmania (laughs) double everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's very it's, calming. It's really, yeah, it's super duper calming. So, what's your, uh, what is your personal other favorite besides, like, if you had to tell someone, if you're going to have two oils, like essential oils for your diffusers or things mm-hmm. like that, or just to add to your bath on a regular basis, would you? I'm going to guess lavender is one because it's so yeah. accessible and smells so good. And what's your other favorite? Right now, I'm really feeling lemongrass. I think, I don't know, I, I used to not like it. And out of nowhere, I mean, I went to this like wellness retreat and it was like 
a moment for me, kind of. <laughs> and um, they they were diffusing lemongrass there. So I think maybe like I'm associating the smell with that like moment in time. Mm-hmm. And that's what's doing it for me. But that's kind of like what I love about oils is that you're sort of like using them, using the aromatherapy to put yourself in different modes and like trigger different emotions or modes like I'll you know I'll diffuse sweet orange oil when I like want to work and be creative or I'll diffuse chamomile and lavender when I want to relax and get sleepy you know Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of just like a way to program yourself really into like different times of day and and modes so and then you have so you have the the loose sage which I love. I just want you to kind of talk about, to get, I mean, it's not completely off topic, but I love yeah. the sustainable aspect of you doing the loose sage. And I just haven't really, to my, I mean, maybe I haven't looked for it when I go out to you know, buy my smudging bundles and things like that. Yeah. But I don't, I haven't really seen loose like smudging kits or yeah, bags not, or sage. It's not as common as seeing the smudge sticks around. But yeah, I started, so I like, in, sustainability is really important to me. And uh, when I started doing the floral sage bundles, I it was like really important to me that I make sure that, because it, it's a sacred plant and it's sacred to natives. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, you know, be depleting the supply at all. And I, um, go, the crystal shop that I go to is a native American crystal shop and I'm friends with the owner and everything. And, and they actually taught me like how, where to go and how to harvest ethically and sustainably and how to actually do like an offering. And so it kind of became like a self-care thing for me where I would go out and hike and do my ritual and, uh, make my offering and harvest. And, you know, only take what I needed and make a few bundles and, you know, and and share them with people. And so I've kind of, once I started doing the bundles, I've noticed that, you know, once the sage dries, you you have to like bundle it in a certain way. And once it dries, it tends to like flake and you can't possibly use like every piece of sage that falls off of the bundle, you know? And I was just using it for myself as kind of like a potpourri. I would put essential oils on it or I would lay my Palo Santo on top of it so that it would kind of burn the sage too. Ooh, and Ooh I love yeah. that idea. Or I'm like resins, I'd put resin on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <I love> that. <laughs> so I started doing that. And then, you know, my friend came over and she was like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like I, you should, you know, give me some to take home. And I was like, you know, I feel like people could use this. And so I put it in my shop and people have loved it so far. And it's kind of like, a, you know, more accessible and, and lower price point and everything. So people can get it even if they can't afford like the full sage bundles. Well, I love that it's sustainable. That's such a big thing that everyone's looking at right now. And I know that there was at least, I believe in our community, there's a, they were talking about the shortage of sage and mm-hmm. so a lot of people were very looking at other ways to use other, you know, plant life or other things to smudge. But they were also really getting into where the sage was sourced and to make sure that it was sourced from 
you know, reputable places because nowadays Urban Outfitters is selling. Yeah. And you don't know where that I mean, I love Urban Outfitters for like certain stuff, but I'm like, this is, I don't even know where they're sourcing these things from. Who knows where they're actually coming from? And, you know, when it's like mass produced like that, it it feels a little weird. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And there's Um, just not good energy tied to it either, in my opinion. So, and that's, like that's the main point right these are like ritual tools you don't want to be bringing bad energy into your your rituals and so um that was really important to me and actually it's kind of sad because the that place that I used to go to harvest all my sage actually burned up in the Wolsey fire (gasps) yeah and it's rough because I you know I would go there every month and like do my hike and take my time and and I would like feed the plants and everything. <laughs> and yeah. I, um, I went out there just um, about a month ago and I knew that, you know, this isn't the time that the sage would really be like growing and blossoming right now, but we had just had a bunch of rain. And so I was like, Oh, you know, it might be like coming along. Let me go see, let me feed the plants. And I kind of came over the hill and I just saw nothing. Like all of those fields of sage were burned everything's gone so um, how does that so. well, I feel like we're getting so topic but it's okay <laughs> yeah. um, how do they so how does that like how long does it take do you know how long it takes to grow the sage how to replant how to and when is the soil appropriate do you know any of that or do the people that you I'm work actually, with uh yeah I personally don't but I've been working with with the people that actually showed me where to go <laughs> to harvest to see if we can't replant thing is oh gosh the the more rare that this white sage plant gets the harder mm-hmm. it is to get the seeds and like I looked into oh, ordering the seeds online and like trying to see if we can't go out and like replant at least like part mm-hmm. of what was there you know the, like the seeds are very expensive and and they're just they're getting more and more rare so that's that's the trouble with this whole situation like you know we should start a kickstarter or something for this. i know <laughs> i know right save the same i think it'd be really awesome so, to do that or yeah i don't know like figure out something to get the funds going for me planting this because just so many i mean it's just such a magical plant and they just it just is it sucks it really is it's so sad I like I broke down in tears I was just like overcome I I couldn't even believe it really I mean it's it's in like (laughs) this part that's kind of like close to a bunch of houses so it was crazy to me that that actually burnt all over there but I've heard and also read that so popular thing when you smudge and you know they're like don't don't do this do this the abalone shell is Mm-hmm. So I've been told um, that you should be, your heritage should come from the specific Native American tribes. And if you use abalone shell during your smudging and you're not from them, it's actually disrespectful. Have you heard that? Or mm-hmm. is this um, I I've never heard that, but that's interesting. Okay. I, I, I will sure. definitely ask. Um, I mean, what's interesting to me about that is I feel like if it was like my my Native American crystal shop sells abalone shells. So I feel like they wouldn't sell yeah. them if they felt disrespected by 
um, people that, that weren't native using them. But I, I mean, that's, that's what my thoughts are too. My but then again, yeah, that's what I kind of figured for the most part too, because most of the you know the few shops that I do go to here in Portland, they're the same way. I don't, you know, for a fact that the people are that own our Native American or not, but I know that they they source pretty much most things from, you know, they have from certain tribes. things that they get from Hawaii that are, you yeah. know, very in certain tribes for their sage and it's very ethically mm-hmm. sourced things. So I can't imagine them right. not ethically sourcing out these abalone shells that they're selling. Mm-hmm. But out of curiosity, do you know if, so besides putting the loose bundles that like the loose smudging kits that you sell in Appalachia, what other, do you use any other sort of, is it just a fire, you know, I guess a safe dish for like a bowl that's like microwave safe would like what Mm -hmm. other can you use too? I do have like a glass dish that I use. I don't know if that's honestly like that fire safe, but I I use it when I'm not using my abalone shell. But I have been filling my abalone shell one with with the loose leaf sage, and then just okay. kind of putting whatever on top of that because I like like the way it smells when it burns that too on the bottom. Yeah, but you just have to be careful okay, that you don't like light that. that whole thing up in flames. Right. <laughs> Yeah, my, uh, sometimes um, my fire alarm goes off with even just like a candle burning. So sensitive, <laughs> most annoying thing. <laughs> it really is. But then I actually have like burnt like, in the oven, and it doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> very fickle, very fickle. I want you to blast out your website. Well, actually, let's backtrack because I want to talk about really quickly too. Well, as quickly as. You have your moon box. What is your moon box? Okay, so the moon box, I started as just kind of like a little gift box that you could get a little sampling of all the products that I was offering. And it kind of just started as like a a one-time gift that you could buy. And then some people were asking if I could do a monthly one. And I started theming them, like I was talking about with the milk bath, I started theming them around the different moons. I have taken a break from the moon boxes as of right now, just because the fires were like affected my family in Northern California and they affected my sage supply down here. So I just like kind of put the moon box on hold, but I am uh, actively like looking into bringing it back and kind of doing a more like I want to source out the packaging and do like an actual subscription box. Oh, so cool. it is coming in the future. Okay. And, um, so everyone should go to your website. We're going to get all that info from you in a minute. But you do mm-hmm. the astro- uh, astrology chart readings. You have the zodiac mm-hmm. rollers. You have other healing rollers. You have a smudge spray, which is actually my new favorite thing. And my son keeps <laughs> like trying to spray it. It is amazing. <laughs> I've oh, never yeah, actually, purchased a smudge spray before. Um, I have to tell you too, the smudge spray, I wanted to send you one because I actually used your recipe for your moon ritual for January. Yeah, I saw that with the EOS. <laughs> yeah, I so I, 
I like collected the dew from my grapefruit tree and that was like part of the recipe for the smudge spray. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, oh I cool. love that. that. One of you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of the goddess rituals. I really supervise. I would love that. It came just stuff. on just time too, because I normally like put together my own rituals and post them and everything, but I just had, did not have the time and, and I saw yours and I was like, Ooh, that sounds nice. So, and she's yeah. such, like a powerful force, like a perfect way to start the new year with everything and just the new beginnings. Like it just felt like such a refreshing energy and presence too. I, I agree. And it everyone. actually made me like wake up early, which I never do. So, you know, it was important. <laughs> Wasn't that nice though? It was so, <laughs> it was interesting because it was so cold here that when I went to go and shake the dew off of the plants in my backyard, it was kind of frozen. So I kind of had to like wait until like I was outside in the cold <laughs> in my like heavy coat and my husband's like, you're, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. My dad was here too, I think, <laughs> visiting at the time like that. And it was just, I just look crazy going out there, just being like, I'm just going to wait until it melts a little bit more. Don't mind me. I'm just sitting here with my roses, talking to the sun. Thanks. I'm glad <laughs> but I'm it was because my, yeah. my little brother was staying with me. And when I came in, I was like, I was playing like 432 hertz, like sound vibrations over my mm-hmm. crystal elixir. My brother was like, what are you doing? What kind of witchy stuff are you up to this morning? <laughs> You're like, don't worry about it. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I know. It's like, it's going to be amazing. Don't worry. My neighbors just, they saw me um, during the clips trying to take just photos, not to like be like, I'm going to post these photos. I mean, they're, you know, everyone's photo of the moon's right. moments and eclipses look ridiculous and awful I just wanted to have them to like reflect on myself I need to get in that yeah. headspace and I'm just out there in the middle of the night like taking photos being like it's so glorious and amazing <laughs> and because it was just through the clouds here and I I could hear one of my neighbors in their backyard coming out to be like what is all this noise out there I'm like my neighbors just think that I'm <laughs> The crazy lady going out there like, eating crows and <laughs> laying out all my crystals and shaking all the leaves. For... I love it's it. Okay, though. <laughs> like it's low key. We have a witch that lives next to us. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. And so, okay. So tell us the website. So tell us your Instagram. Where pretty much where we can find you on Instagram. And your website and any other social media channels that you use and spell them out. So, and we'll link them in the show too, but just anyone that, you know, wants to not look at that information and just get right on their phone and look you up. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, let us know. Where do we find you? You can find me at Crafty Cake on Instagram. Um, That's C-R-A-F-T-Y-C-A-K-E. And then you can find my website. It's craftycake.com, but it has two C's at the beginning. <laughs> I know it's like confusing to say over a podcast, but um, if you can't find no, it from that, you can find it from my Instagram. It's in my link in my bio. So. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And then my last little question I want to ask is, do you believe in ghosts? And do you have a short ghost story you can share? Oh, okay. 
So I do believe in ghosts. Um, I think that, you know, we're all, like, well, everything is energy. And I just can't admit, like, when we leave our bodies, that that's just end. So I've never personally experienced ghosts, per se, but I also have a story from my mom. So my mom is adopted, and her adopted parents were, like, older when they adopted her. And sadly, her her dad passed away from a heart attack when he was relatively young. My mom, like, recalls that for months after he passed, that she would still hear the sound of him placing his glasses on top of the piano and coming up the stairs, which, like, he would do every night. And she said that she would still hear it, like, for months. And she would, like, tell her mom about it. And she was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but she said she, like, wasn't scared about it at all. She just said it was, like, a, a like warm, comforting feeling. Like, he was still there in the house, like, watching over them and everything. So I thought that was really cool. I love that. Yeah, that is very – I like stories like that because it's not – it doesn't make people fear it. It's not – I mean, I like the scary ones too, but yeah. those ones are always really nice. I think especially for when it's a family member and they have this nice experience of a yeah, family member. Yeah, it's kind of nice to know that passed. they're still like around. <laughs> yeah, and that they can be around and not be anything that's over alarming. It's just sort of a, like a gentle nudge of, hi, I'm here, yeah. instead of this, you know, sort of scary in your face aggressive uh overwhelming yeah exactly yeah I think people think of ghosts as scary but sometimes it's just you know your relatives hanging out being like oh don't forget about me I'm I'm here still (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's nice I think it's nice to have that well thanks for coming on the podcast and being woo-woo with me and talking (laughs) thanks so much for having me it was fun Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Woo Woo Report. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Baron, N-I-C-O-L-E-B-U-R-R-O-N to stay up to date on everything woo woo.